Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Good afternoon. We want to welcome you today to the Harmony Perspective podcast. I'm excited to be joined not only with uh, our two other pastors who are with us normally, uh, but a special guest speaker, and we're going to introduce him in in a moment. But Patrick, TJ, what's up? How goes it? How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. So in the last two episodes, we alluded to church planting, and uh, today we have a really unique opportunity to hear from a real-life church planter. So we are joined today by Trail Ross, and Trail is the lead planting pastor of Pioneer Church, uh, forthcoming Pioneer Church in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So Trail's joining us via Zoom, and we just want to welcome him today. Welcome, Trail. Thanks, brother. I'm glad What's to up, be man? here. Well, Trail, we have been talking about the mission of the church and how church planning relates to that. So in light of the overarching mission of God, what is a good definition and purpose for church planting? Yeah. So I say uh, definition first um, is kind of simply put, seeing a new church start from nothing. Um, and then to kind of unpack that some, I think it's when you have a group of people that collectively want to see the mission of God be accomplished and know that one of the ways that he desires to accomplish his mission in reaching the lost and calling lost people to himself is through the, the ministry of the local church. Uh, so that group of people understanding that gets together and says, man, based upon what we see in scripture, the burden that the Lord has to reach lost people, um, and based upon what we see makes up a church according to, to biblical precedents, we're going to organize ourselves into a church with a goal of reaching lost people like the Lord has called us to. Um, and so, yeah, I think, yeah, by definition, a group of people that get together and set out in collective effort to become a local church uh, where there hasn't been one before. Um, and then the the purpose, man. Um, so we see in Ephesians, the Lord tells us that uh, the local church will make his manifold wisdom clear to the world and um with the local church having that purpose, we have to start somewhere, right? Um, like we see in the book of Acts, uh, the, the disciples had been commissioned by Jesus to go and make disciples of all people in all nations. And then they go and start preaching the gospel and disciples are made. And Acts 2, I think it's Acts 2.43 tells us that uh, at, in being saved, people were added to their number. Um, so the whole concept of being added to something helps us to understand that there's, it's not just salvation into new life in Christ alone, but a salvation into new Christ, uh, into new life in Christ um, and to a group of people uh, that are already there living for the Lord. And that will come alongside you as you begin doing the same thing. Uh, so with, with, and thinking about church planting, I think the purpose, um, or one of them at least, is to, yeah, fulfill the mission of God um, by seeing like I said, new churches come into existence and, and um, yeah, I feel like I'm rambling, but that's, I mean, that's the gist of it. We want to be about the Lord's glory, uh, give a picture to the lost world that's watching um, of his glory by the way that we live. And we do that best in um, the context of organized local churches. Amen. That's awesome. 
That is awesome. So tell us for you personally, uh, so we know that you're planting or you're going through the process right now of establishing and planting a church. So tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, how did God lead you and call you there? You know, tell us a little bit about Pioneer's story even. Yeah. Uh, so personally, I um, kind of went in waves of having an interest in church planting. Um, whereas there were times what, that I felt like I knew the Lord would, would use me to plant someday. Then I went through a season just in, in kind of seeing the weight of church planting and knowing some of the sins in my own heart, such as pride and, and um, the propensity to try to set out and do something for the sake of my own glory. Um, that led me to really fear the task of church planting. Um, so coming out of, uh, or, or when I first arrived at seminary, I was all about it. Like, man, I want to plant a church. I want the church to grow explosively, to see a tons, just tons of lost people coming to the Lord. It's going to be great. And I was looking at all of these kind of glory stories of guys that have done that. And the Lord has used them in um, significant ways. And God just used my first year in seminary to really challenge some of my thinking. Um, and so I kind of, like I said, was confronted with some sins in my own heart um, and really wrestled with, with what it would look like to minister and be anonymous and have no one to ever know your name. Um, and so, yeah, to answer your question, man, I put church planting and the, the desire to do that down for probably about a, probably about two years in seminary. And what made it resurface was um, I was serving on staff at a church in North Carolina and my pastors there noticed some of the giftings that had led me to go to seminary in the first place. Um, and we started a conversation about pastoring, whether it be planting, revitalizing, or just stepping into a congregation that, that needed a new shepherd. Um, and with that conversation, we kind of started to look into different opportunities, just thinking about what the future could hold. And around the same time as us starting that conversation, Dave Keene, who's the pastor of our sending church, uh, Park Baptist here in Rock Hill, um, their church was having conversations with the former Sylvia Circle Baptist Church about Sylvia Circle deeding their property and resources over to Park so that a new church could be started in their old facility. Um, and so because of connections through this network uh, known as the Pillar Network, um, the conversation kind of intersected. And after much prayer and, and a couple of visits here and just kind of thinking through things over for a couple of months, uh, my wife and I, the elders at Park and the elders at Faith Baptist, uh, where I was serving in North Carolina, all thought that this was the Lord leading and that it would be an opportunity for my family to move here. and. Um, yeah, to hopefully see the Lord take an old property that housed a church that thrived at once, but was no longer uh, reaching the community around it and, and to see new life happen in this building. Um, and so that's what we're here in the process of doing now. That's awesome. Well, just what a beautiful picture of the gospel and how God does breathe new life into dead things. And he's doing the same thing, like you said, just with a facility that that once was a gospel influence in a community that waned and, uh, Man, I'm just looking forward to seeing what God's going to do uh, in the coming months. So awesome. Absolutely. So you can't do it on your own, right? So, that's TJ, right. what do you think? That's, that was actually you know, part of that. You were talking about Dave King. You, you were talking about um, a congregation from North Carolina 
uh, praying with your wife. Your wife's definitely part of the team. So uh, you kind of have to put this team together to go with you, right? You're not, you're not on your own. You're not by yourself. If you could give maybe a, a, an elevator ride pitch to, to somebody to be on your team to go plant with you, what does that look like? What does that sound like? Yeah. Uh, so basically what I've been telling people, <laughs> first and foremost, is, is kind of what I talked about when you asked the, the purpose and definition of church planting. Um, church planting is one of the most specific ways that we can be about the Lord's work in advancing his kingdom here on earth. Um, and so I start with that and just tell people, man, if you if you have a burden to see lost people be reached and to see the Lord be glorified through a new church coming into existence that's going to stand and preach the gospel to the lost, um, then there are a few things that you could do better than to, to be a part of a church plant. Um, and then once that's kind of understood, I, I, I tend to tell people some of the specifics regarding Pioneer, like the fact that um, the reason we're here is because cultural barriers prevented a former church that was housed in our building from reaching the community once communal changes started to happen. Um, and that former church took on the, the posture of humility to say, man, we don't want to see our property be used in anything that's not of the Lord. Um, we want to see our property continue to be used for the sake of God's kingdom in advance. So we're going to seek outside help and have someone come that can be a part of um, or they can start a new work that would continue to reach the community in the ways that we've seen it be reached in the past. Um, and yeah, and, and if, if people can hear that and, and um, there's not some zeal or excitement to, to kind of be bolstered, uh, then they may need a heart check because that's, it's, even if the Lord doesn't call you to be a part of it, it is something that, um, yeah, it, it's like being said, it's just a, a beautiful picture of the gospel and it's a great opportunity we have to be a part of it, to pray about it, uh, to pray for the work, uh, to support the work in other ways. Um, so yeah, it's I kind of pitch and tell the background of the story and, and let that do the work. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, it's cool to see the way God is working within that, that team because, I mean, we're talking, you know, across state lines, uh, various different cultures even all kind of stuff going on god's working in that and he's building that team i you know i talked about you know give a pitch so you can help build that team but he's really knitting those things together and it's kind of cool to see what god's doing as the coach of that team right mm -hmm. um but even in the midst of all of this we see things change so um this past year has been kind of difficult patrick you had on that. Yeah, so I, I know you probably had this this strategy in your mind in 2020, going into to beginning to the the soft launch or the the preparation of launching Pioneer Church, and then COVID 19 hit. Mm -hmm. So how did your strategy change in light of COVID 19? What what adaptations have you had to make? Yeah. Uh, so for like. First, it's just by God's grace that our plans had already been altered before um, COVID hit. So our initial plans was for my wife and I to move here to start the work of, of building a team and seeking to plant in January of 2020. Um, and I actually, we, we, we took a five month kind of detour and I went and did some additional training um, in addition to what I had already received in DC for a while. 
And that put us getting here after COVID had started. So we got to kind of come in <laughs> knowing what we were up against as opposed to getting halfway through the work and then having to make some adjustments. Um, and I think, so our situation is unique. Um, we have a building, so there's a meeting place that we're, um, we've been kind of able to envision and know was ours along the, the process of planning and preparation. Um, and so that's made things a lot easier because that like we haven't had to scatter and find a location that we could socially distance in. Like we, we have a, a space that allows that already. Um, I, the, the ways that I think it probably changed. Uh, I think if COVID hadn't been a thing, we maybe would have maybe probably launched a little bit earlier than we're anticipating doing. So right now we're hoping to launch on August 15th of this year. I think I got here last June looking at April as a potential launch date around the time of Easter. Um, and I think it was a combination of COVID as well as uh, just realizing all that needed to be done in order for us to prepare well and lay a foundation that kind of led to the adjustment being made. Um, so we, from there said, okay, we'll shoot at September. And then once we started rolling, we see, saw that things were probably happening a little bit faster than um, we anticipated. So we scaled back to August. <laughs> And August seems like a good one. I think that third time was a charm where we kind of found a sweet spot. Um, but I will say I've been encouraged in seeing how the Lord has continued to be faithful amidst planning a church during COVID. Um, because I think some of my, my worries coming in is that we would really struggle with fundraising, that people are going to be kind of um, tight fisted and, and just kind of wanting to, to get the lay of the land. And thinking about how life would be after COVID. Um, before they were willing to to begin supporting new ministry efforts and stuff like that. And that's not been the case. Um, both churches and individuals have just been really generous. And um, God is just, I mean, old and new relationships. He's put people in place to to provide the, the funding and stuff that we needed. Um, yeah, so we're I'm grateful for that. And, and it's been one of the ways that we've been most clearly able to see the Lord's hand at work and be encouraged by. Awesome. Yeah, I think flexibility and church planning probably are two words that go hand in hand, right? So you got to be flexible. It won't be the last hiccup likely that you see, you know, before you guys launch. Um, so our audience generally is pastors just like us, you know, mm -hmm. pastors of established churches, more in a, a rural context. How would you say is the best way for an established church to come alongside and take part in church planting yeah. apart from planting themselves. How is the best way that they could do it? Give us some tangible ideas or things that you've seen that's been a blessing to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So outside of planting themselves, um, I think raising up people that will be willing to go. Um, so having church planting be a part of your culture, even if you're not sending the pastor for the new church to be started, being willing to encourage your people if there's closeness and proximity, like, hey, this is a new work that we could be a part of if some of y'all were willing to go. Um, you're mature, disciple-making disciples of Christ, and that's one of the things that church plants needs. Um, so, yeah, I think encouraging people to go, and then there's always the um, just the, the partnership through financial support. Um, and then, I mean, like, a situation like ours where there's a facility 
that has been inherited tends to need a lot of work. <laughs> and I know people that live rural lifestyles know how to swing a hammer. So, so sending people on, I mean, weekend and, and day long mission trips has, yeah, we've been extremely blessed in all of those ways by other churches that um, may not be ready to plant themselves, but are in a position where they can um, support in other ways with people, resources, um, traits and skills, just, yeah, different stuff like that. That's awesome. And, and I think as churches start to send, and even it's on the short-term mission trip, like you're saying, a Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. really begins to cast a vision to our church body of something more or something greater. So I, I think that's a great idea. Um, so tell us, we got just a couple of minutes left. Uh, tell us for folks who are listening that maybe are in the Charlotte metro area or close uh, to Rock Hill, tell us a little bit about how they can hear more about Pioneer Church and even a uh, trail. If they're sitting there listening and saying, hey, I want to be part of that, how can they take another step? So give us a, a little bit of an idea, maybe it's some links and things for contact information. And we'll put those links in the details of the podcast so they can grab that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, so our website is in the easiest place, um, and it's www.pioneer.community. Um, People always think I'm saying something extra and like, you mean .com? It's like, no, .community. <laughs> so pioneer.community is the website. Um, and on our website, there's uh, a tab that you can click that says contact us. If someone goes and, and types their contact info in and sends a message that comes directly to the church email. Um, so I'd be able to see it and um, yeah, and, and get back with the person myself actually. Um, and then, we have a uh, our our third and final praise and prayer night coming up on March nineteenth. So that's basically been a uh, a public event that we've done. That's somewhat like a church service. It's not quite a church service. One, because we're not a, a church just yet, and um, two, because the primary kind of goal of them has been to to introduce ourselves to the community and and show what it is that we'll be about. So. Um, we sing songs in the same way that we would in a Sunday morning gathering. Um, God's word is preached. And then we spend some intentional time praying for specific things in regard to the plant. And those are open to anybody that wants to come. Um, there's actually a link on our website that people can go on RSVP at. Uh, so it's pioneer.community slash events is where you can find that. Um, and yeah, it, we've had two thus far and they've been, it's been an incredible, like just, an incredible source of encouragement for the core team to see like, man, here we are in a process of, of seeking to see this new church be planted and we're not doing it alone. All of these people in the building are here because they want to, to partner with us and pray with us and, and worship the Lord with us uh, on this night, but also in all the days to come. Um, so that's a really cool thing that we invite people to, to come and join us in. Um, the reason we're having people always repeat for that is because in light of COVID, we are, are limiting capacity. Um, or are limiting people that can come to half of our building's capacity. Um, so it's first come, first serve there. Uh, and then in addition to that, um, there's a newsletter that we send out. Um, try to send one at least once a month. Um, and if people wanted to, to subscribe to that just to kind of keep up with what was going on, even down the road, then they could go on our website and click that contact us button and just ask and we'd be happy to add them to that list. 
got some social media accounts on there too for the church. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're on Facebook. Um, I think our Facebook kind of handle is pioneer rock Hill. Uh, this shows y'all how like tech savvy and social media, like I'm, yeah, not my wheelhouse. <laughs> and then our Instagram and Twitter are uh, pioneer. Instagram is pioneer dot community in the same way that our website is. And the Twitter is pioneer underscore community. Very cool. All right. Awesome. Connect with them. Trail, uh, I am lining us up some turkeys uh, to, to get ready for that. We got about a month and a half. So, yeah, I actually just put my the first one I ever killed, the mount of it. I hung it up in my study a minute ago. So, nice. <laughs> that went to it. We're, yeah, we'll try to add some to that. <laughs> all right, folks. Trail, thank you again for joining us uh, today. That's all the time that we have. Uh, today. I just want to encourage you, if you want to know more about church planting, if you want to know more about being a part of Pioneer Community Church, uh, follow some of those links in the show notes. And then as always, if you would uh, subscribe and rate this podcast, we'd, we'd love to have even a review and uh, tell us what you think about it. Tell us what uh, what is encouraging you and uh, help share this with other pastors and other churches in our community so that we can build the kingdom together. Um, So that's all the time we have for today. Guys, thank you for joining us. Live the mission.